Hey everyone, welcome to Totally Talking Sports episode 12. Uh, today should be a good episode, uh, but first off, let's let's do, before we go into how has everyone week's been, like, how was Logan, let's recap Logan. Um, Logan, obviously our listeners, you know, heard how you were, and at the very end of this episode, <laughs> me and Kyle had to finish it off, but um, I want to know... What was going through the mind of Logan? <laughs> all right. So, uh, first of all, Timmy said I'd apologize. I am going to apologize for not finishing. I wish my body had given me an extra 10 minutes so I could have finished the podcast. Um, but I got out of here. Um, I don't remember much of what happened in the bathroom area. Yeah. I, I thought I was there for like five, 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. You were there for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then and Rene was like, it was like 30, 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's longer than I thought. Um, <laughs> the one thing I remember was, sorry if this is too much. I, you know, when you're like are really going through something through it and you just like lift your head back, you know, and you're like, oh, God. And you just like look up. I threw up at one point doing that. Like the second I tilted my head back, that's when I vomited. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's when I slipped and fell in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, not my best, my best moment. Uh, I remember, I vividly remember Brittany trying to get me up and I was trying to explain my boom and my bus <laughs> and my rest of the week to you guys. And good. Brittany was telling me to shut up so we could leave. <laughs> At some point I took my shirt off. I don't remember when. I it was think, definitely in the car. Yeah, I think it was on my way to Brittany's car. I got outside. I just took my yes, shirt off. Yes, because we, we were all watching you out the window. And he was walking shirtless. <laughs> yeah. I just took my shirt off. Uh, and then I proceeded to... Uh, I had a trash bag. I didn't know I did this. I had a trash bag that I threw up in a couple times on the ride home. And then I walked into the apartment and I just dropped the bag on the floor. <laughs> and then I walked into the bathroom. Uh, and then I sat on the toilet. <laughs> With my head in the trash can for about an hour and a half, two hours. Then I went to bed <laughs> and uh, I woke up the next day uh, and I wasn't feeling great. Went and got some like Pedialyte and some toast and applesauce, you know, some bland stuff. Uh, and then around three o'clock I was fine and I was really wanting some canes. Nice. So I went and got, we went and got go. some canes. Hey, roast of the week, uh, me and Kyle, before we even started the podcast, you told us, don't let me forget my mask in my wallet. <laughs> You're already about three or four twisted teas deep. And you were like, hey, guys, don't let me forget my mask and my wallet. And sure as shit, I look over. I'm like, well. (laughs) (laughs) I put it with my keys. Yeah, that's on Kyle. I was like, hey, there's no way that we'll leave. Like, like, I'll grab it. I'll notice. Oh, yeah. I did not take into consideration that that you might leave early. (laughs) Um, So that is, yeah, that is when we found out that you had uh, forgotten that. And we had forgotten that. Um, It was fine. Other than that, how 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 the rest of your week go? How you know? The rest of the week's been fine. Yeah, it's a normal week. Went to work. You know, just hanging out, watching yeah. watching some good games. Just regular old stuff. Kyle, what about you? How's your week been, man? Nothing different, man. Um, haven't been feeling too good yesterday or uh, the day before. Um, you know, me. <laughs> it's Kyle, dude, the one with an infant uh, immune system. But hey, um, we're getting through it, so all good. Right on, right on. All right. Uh, so today we're gonna go, like I said, over to uh, UFC two fifty eight recap. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about over there, and then we're going to do a first look at the NCAA tournament uh, coming up. Um, there's some 
early bracket uh, coming out, so we're excited to talk about that. And Logan has a new little segment that he would like to do with uh, uh, me and Kyle. It's called Fight Club. Uh, I'm going to change the title to Not Fight Club for copyright reasons. I oh, don't okay. know with the movie how that's going to work out. So we're going to call it Not Fight Club. For not not, not hey. Fight Club. Because what's the number one rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about it. So it's not Fight Club. Okay. Absolutely. So um, I do want to recommend, uh, well, we can't because it's probably copyrights as well, but um, it's so weird because you mentioned this. That night, I got an advertisement on my Facebook for a game called Animal Warfare. Ah. And it said, what would win? 48 cats or nine dogs? You know, a kid. It, and then they start the... fighting each other and the dogs won. And I'm like, this is a game that you can play. <laughs> And I thought that was just very weird timing that I had seen this right after you said you want to talk about very, uh, you know, what uh, mix matched fights yeah, and stuff just like that. So all over the I place. like it. Steve Jobs I like always it. listening from the grave. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do that. Uh, we'll go into our picks. So, you know, last week and the end of last week, we couldn't really go over picks. We didn't have an idea of where we were. Uh, Logan did send him to <laughs> send him to us, so I do know that I am already in the cellar <laughs> deep. Uh, but Logan will go over them and go over the picks that we made last week. I know we didn't pick them on the episode, but uh, the next day Logan made sure to text us and say, "Hey guys, these are the games. Pick them right now." Texted Logan our picks, um, so he'll go over all that, and we'll make some new picks, and I'll go into segments, and and we should have a good week. Um, so, first of all, oh, you know me, I'm always forgetting things. First up is Kyle Sports News you didn't know you cared about. So, Kyle, why don't you start us off and get us going, man? All right. <clears throat> a lot to go over this week. Um, so, on this week's Kyle Sports News, you did not know that you cared about. Uh, NASCAR, by the way, on this day, 24 years ago, Jeff Gordon became the youngest driver to win the, the Daytona 500. Uh, he was about 21 years old. Um, won it two more times after that. Now the youngest player or driver is Trevor Bain. Um, and then also, Michael McDowell. Won the Daytona 500 on Valentine's Day. Shout out to that guy. It's his first win. Um, NFL. Ever? Like his first race ever? No, no, no. First like... Daytona 500 win. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know too much about McDowell. Um, I don't know how many right. wins he might have. Yeah, okay. But um, I don't think he has a lot in general. Right, because he's not a big name. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, we probably know about him, you know? <laughs> if it was Kyle Bush, we'd be like, oh, yeah, Kyle yeah, Bush. Yeah, that's why I threw him in here, right? Nobody cares about Michael McDowell, right? But he's Maybe won Daytona 500. Well, <sighs> Well, now they do. They probably now talk about they him do. more. Yeah. Now they do. Now yeah. they're going to start talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, NFL. Uh, rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Found dead in a hotel in Florida. Um, they are not sure as to what it was that caused it yet. Um, his family reported him missing on Wednesday. Cops found him dead in the hotel on Friday. Um, blow. 12 years. Yeah, I know. Probably. Uh, 12 years in the NFL. I think it was like seven with the Chargers, five with the Bucks. Um, a three-time pole bowler. Um, dude was good. Um, I honestly hadn't thought about Vincent Jackson in a very long time. Years. Yeah, years. And then all of a sudden he popped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Um, but yeah, RIP. J.J. Um, Watt and the Texans part ways. Um, I think that's probably the biggest um, piece. Okay, other than Vincent Jackson's death, probably the biggest piece of uh, NFL news. Um, That's probably bigger. <laughs> dude, as of right now, though, they're actually saying that he's really looking into uh, the Browns. Really looking into the Browns because right now he's looking for five things when he wants to join a team. That's a lot. Okay. To win a championship. Okay. The ability, ability to win a championship. Okay, Browns don't have that. Um, along with cap space. Rams don't have that. I'm yeah. out. Supporting, <laughs> supporting cast. 
He just wants cap space so he gets fucking paid, dude. What the fuck? Supporting cast, team culture, and the scheme of the defense. Rams only are out of one of those things. So, I agree with that as well. Um, right now, they're saying that the five top five best places for him to land is the Packers. Number huh. one, from Wisconsin. Number two is the Steelers, play with his brothers. The Browns, it's everything he's looking for in the team. And the only one of the top five that I'm about to say, that actually has cap space. Um, the Bills, um, they need a pass rush help. Mm-hmm. And they're Super Bowl contenders. And then the Titans, um, I guess he's really familiar with uh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, the... Uh... Mike Vrabel was the either the defensive coordinator. I think it was the defensive coordinator in Houston. Okay, so years. there we go. That would make sense. Um, so right now those are like the top five spots, dude. I don't know. I thought it was pretty crazy. You hear him to go on the Browns. I mean, I feel like the Browns have a pretty. Uh, they have a great pre- defense. Pre- pretty Their good cap defense. space is about to be starting to get fucked. Yeah, so they're talking about using franchise tags and stuff like that to kind of help out with that. They're also throwing around trading OBJ, and they should. And which, I, I've heard, I've heard that he might contract. be going to the Bucks. The yeah. Bucks are like. Let's trade him to the bottom. My God, damn it! Because they're gonna get rid of Chris Godwin. Yeah, I'll trade for OBJ. Bruce Give up his picks. Like him. the Bucks probably are like, yeah, fuck our Dude, picks. Brady, we're just gonna go for another. Brady ring. could yeah. start throwing with his left hand at that point, and he'd have a wide receiver to catch the ball somewhere. Yeah. He would have so too many fucking weapons. There's no way. He's going to the fucking... No, I would lose possible. my shit. I would lose my shit, dude. But then again, I think OBJ is extremely overrated. I I do too, but still good. Yeah, but, still very good. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think he's as good as. He's not as good I, as I, I think I can name fifteen wide receivers I'd rather have over OBJ. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's easy. Um, and then also the NFL, dude. NFL right now is in very good hands, dude, with the rookies that have been coming in. Like last year. They had we have, we've had so many rookies that are looking really good. Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tua still got to do something. Isaiah Simmons, linebacker in the Cardinals. They didn't um, play him as much as they should have, and I agree with that. Um, Jonathan Taylor looking dynamic. C.D. Lamb looking really good. Rugs looking really good. Me personally, I mean I don't know about you guys as far as like a bust. I had a very high expectations for Judy, Jerry Judy. Okay. He's stuck on the goddamn no, Broncos. No, but yeah. <laughs> he's on the Broncos, so I can't hold and, too much against him. And a lot of those, I mean, like, because remember when we were talking about, like, nobody fucking thinks about the Broncos right now except for Broncos fans? The only time I ever looked at a box score and saw, like, the Broncos, usually Jerry Judy was the leading receiver. Now, that usually was only, like, seven catches for, like, 67 yards, yeah. maybe a tutty. But, you know, that, that's just, that's what we were talking about with Drew Locke the other day. Like, I don't know if he's the guy when we were doing our QB, QB things. We're, like, yeah. we're not sure if he's the guy there. Let's give him another shot, but I don't know. The Broncos have a lot of stuff to work on, but I think Jerry Judy will work out very well for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Jefferson, absolute fucking stud. Mm-hmm. I drafted him in fantasy because I fucking knew he was gonna blow up. He looks I, amazing. He, every single time he had a great game, didn't start him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I didn't make him part of the fantasy playoffs. He was getting like thirty <clears throat> points, and I just he was just sitting. There. Um, I still fuck this one up, Brandon Ayuk. 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 Um, looking amazing. Obviously, Herbert I was looking say, good. Took you a while to get to the rookie of the year. But, uh, um, J.K. Dobbins. I'm just going down the list right here. DeAndre Swift, Pittman Jr., um, Akers. Cam yeah. Akers looking very fucking solid. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much like just the ones I had on my list over here. Yeah. But, I mean. It's a gr- good crop of young players. Yeah. They, they were such dynamic players this whole season. So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they carry us on with. Um, NBA, Draymond Green rips the NBA, new asshole for their uh, double standards. Um, Fuck you, Draymond Green. I liked it personally. 
I just I, don't like Draymond I, I, Green. I think he made valid points. Okay, so fair I, enough. Fair I, think, enough. <laughs> I think he made valid points, but him bringing up James Harden, I don't know. I, if yeah, it, fuck James Harden. Well, no, 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 absolutely yeah, fuck James Harden. Public enemy number no, what one I'm here. saying is, like, he, so he bashed that the teams don't get held to the same standard, right, for benching Andre Drummond instead of playing him. But to me, when a team benches a player because they're looking to trade him, the last thing they want to do is risk that player getting injured. Right. And then they want him to be fully healthy so they get the most out of that trade. Right. Yeah, so, but I think he was it was more of the backlash of him coming back out in his street clothes. Right? That's what I thought that I saw the most uh, backlash no, well, for. It, what for Yeah, I thought they were like I thought that um So many people uh, do press conferences in their street clothes. I thought well, no, yeah, but he got backlash well, no, he, he, for coming yeah, on, yeah. like, sitting on, on the, the sidelines in the street courts. Well, that, I mean, I guess, but, like, they probably shouldn't have had him dressed in the first place, so I get that. But I just don't, like, I'm not 100% with Draymond on, I agree there's a double standard. Mm-hmm. NBA teams need to be held to a higher standard, because whenever a team moves on from a player, like when Isaiah Thomas got traded, it was like, oh, it's just business. But whenever a player is like, I don't want to play here anymore, they call the cr- player a crybaby. James Harden was a crybaby, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Um, but with, with a player like James Harden, if he would have sat and gotten fined, then I would have been like, okay, I agree because there's this discrepancy. But the fact that James Harden intentionally went out and sabotaged the team to lose games—that's yep. where I don't, I draw, I am not there all the way. Even if, he would never admit that he did that, but no, he absolutely. Knows. He, well, no, you yeah. don't go from playing an av- not even he put up twenty points once in Houston and he was averaging good assist numbers and then he set the Nets record for most thirty point triple doubles for the franchise in his first fifteen games with the team. <laughs> you don't do that just by moving yeah. to a different team. It doesn't work that way. So I, like that's that's the only part where I draw the disconnects because he's bringing up a valid point, but the James Harden bringing up that point, I'm not. 100% See, but but Draymond did call him out for that. He mm-hmm. he said there's no arguing that yeah. he dogged his last few games. Yeah. Um, with um, Houston, he's, there's no doubt about it. I thought it was more of a because there was a big backlash for um, f- yeah for Drummond coming back out into his street clothes, saying yeah. like, "Oh, like that's disrespectful. Like, come on, be professional about probably it." Told they to do they that. told him, to yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. See, but I yeah no 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 I, no I, I, I get yeah. that. So yeah, it's no. like I think that was part of what he was trying to defend too. Is like, hey, well, don't get fucking mad at the players, dude. Like yeah. they're the ones sitting them, you know. Yeah. So tell us to be professional. So, um, but I, I I do see what you're saying as well. Because um, I agree also, with a lot of stuff Draymond says. Um, He's a smart guy. I literally Damn. didn't even know that Blake Griffin still played basketball. Oh, I've because not heard, he plays I in Detroit. I have not heard the name in forever. Because um, nobody knows Detroit Pistons exist. <laughs> yeah, and now he's still not actually playing, so I guess I was right, because now he's sitting for the Detroit, uh, Detroit Pistons while they wait to trade. Um, and then NBA warns LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma for flopping versus Memphis. Uh, their first warning um, going against the flopping protocol. And then the new power rankings are out. Jazz take the number one spot. Jazz have 16 double-digit wins in their 18-1 and one, uh, And they're on like streak. an eight-game win streak. It's, hey, they, they have proven that they deserve that top spot in the West right now. Yes. They've got 18-1, um, and one, 19-1. Dude. I, oh, 19-1 now? To me, the, the Jazz are just defying everything dude. that is supposed to be happening. Yeah, you know, I saw that. I, I feel like the Jazz should be like number five. They're a good basketball team, no yeah. doubt. But they, I, to me... They shouldn't be better than the Lakers, than the Clippers, than the Suns. Yeah. Or no, I think they should be better than the Suns. The Suns are doing great too. Yeah. But I mean, I think they, or, you know, the Nuggets. I think there's three teams in the West that should be better than the Jazz. And right now, I mean, go Jazz. Right yeah. on to you guys. Right on, you guys are playing amazing. Logan just told me that, like, um, Jordan Clarkson put up 40 off the bench. He awesome. used to be a Laker. Um, and so I, and I, I loved Jordan Clarkson when he was on the Lakers, but, um, yeah. But yeah, go Jazz! Right on, good for you guys. Yeah. 
No, they're look, yeah, they are looking sexy. Um, MLB, don't have too much to talk about. Um, but there hasn't been much that's stuck around since 1994. All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, this is taken straight from the article. Hey, go go, right? go, man. Hasn't been much that's stuck around since 1994. Grunge music has mostly died out. Friends only lasted in 2004. Frosted Tips probably shouldn't do that anymore. Don't do that. But one man, one baseball player, has been playing some form of pro baseball since 1994 season, Manny and now he Ramirez? will continue to do so in 2021. He just signed a one-year contract with the Mexican Baseball League. Big sexy Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Jesus. I was Christ. born in 94. Yeah. I think you were as well. Yeah. This dude has been playing fucking pro baseball for 26 years. Dude uh, is like 45, 46 years old, and he's still fucking slinging the ball, dude. And he can still throw it like, you know, over 80 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah I mean, he started getting ripped off, you know, um, repeatedly, so that's why he's obviously not in the MLB anymore. But, dude... Fucking go, Bartolo, dude. Yeah, you're fucking, you you're the you, man, man, dude. Big sexy. All right, uh, golf. The Genesis Invitational coming up this weekend. Tim, any front runners other than DJ, obviously, that you think uh, could take this one? Uh, Rory McIlroy, he's in there. He's in really good form right now. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau would be a name to look at. He hasn't played in the, in the last few tournaments, but, I mean, obviously his power, um, if he can hit his, his, his driver straight, um, can propel him to easy victories just because he can drive it. 330 through the air, and then his roll will get him to 360 per drive, so it's pretty gross. Um, other than that, uh, let me look at a dark horse here. Um, but you, we should go over also PGA Tour. Uh, Jordan Spieth at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am held a 54-hole lead again, just like with the um, the tournament two weeks ago, the Waste Management. Jordan Spieth couldn't get it done. Daniel Berger won it. Uh, Berger is very good, and I like Daniel Berger a lot. Um, so there is that. Um, but um, Adam Scott, he's defending champ, and I, I haven't seen Adam Scott play a whole lot this year, so he should be he should be pretty good. And then John Rahm's playing again, and Justin Thomas. Genesis is actually pretty stacked because you got like pretty much the top five in the world. Almost, I'm pretty sure everyone in the top ten might be playing in the Genesis. So it's it's going to be a really fun tournament to watch. Um, but I, I like DJ, obviously. Um, Brooks kept us playing. I don't I don't trust him a whole lot. I would I would give it to DJ, Justin Thomas, or Rory McIlroy. If I had to put money on it, other than that, you know, there's you know always somebody weird that wins that nobody's thinking is going to win. Yeah. So. Okay, very nice. Um, soccer, Champions League. Uh, Logan had uh, reminded me about that. Round of 16, leg one of two started today. So far, Liverpool beat uh, our RB... Leipzig, two zip, and then PSG beats Barcelona oh. effortlessly, four to one. Callback about two months ago, that was one of my picks. I that think was it was. Like I two months ago, took PSG to beat Barcelona. No, no, I took Liverpool to beat Leipzig, and I just remembered that. Two, I think like, you two did. Ago. Hey, I think you did. There you go. All right, Hell glad yeah. that cashed in for, yeah. the they for everybody. Two zero, two zero. Glad you all took my picks. And then uh, we will be making sure that we are following that more often. I'll make sure I keep us all up to date with that. And then the Australian Open. It's coming towards the end over here. Um, Serena Williams won the quarterfinal matchup against Halep. Moves on to the semifinals. You see Halep slamming Osaka. a racket. So I saw on Instagram, uh, you know, uh, back and forth between them. And um, Halep was doing absolutely everything she could. She was sending to both corners, uh, making Serena work for it. Serena was having to lob it up just to get the ball yeah. on the other side yeah, of the court. Dude. And then, you know, finally, Halep just 
tried to slam it and it went into the net, and then she just... It's, it's so frustrating playing someone that good. Yeah. And it's just because Serena was just... She was running back and forth. And like, full-on sprints. Yeah, full-on. And, like, so, I mean, I'll give Halep that. Like, I mean, you gave her a run for her money, but... Uh, Jesus Christ, Serena Williams. I don't know when she's going to start falling off, but... Dude, no, because she looks so good. If she was ranked 10th in this coming in, you know, and there's what? There's, like, a... Fucking, like, a hundred and... 68. There's so many. Yeah, that, that like it's ridiculous. That, you know, slowly, you know, yeah. ease their way in. She so she was ranked tenth coming into this, and she and Halep was number two. And like, dude, the way Halep was, she was so aggressive with hitting left, right, left, right, left, right, and Serena, dude, doing full on sprints, and so fucking technical with her lob, you know, shooting it way up, so she had enough time to fucking try and regain, and then fucking Halep would spike it back down to the left side or the right side. But, yeah, dude, I mean, I don't blame her, dude, because, I mean, again, I know you played tennis, like, in high school, right, and yeah. stuff? I mean, I, I did, but not, like, on a team, right? Like, it was, like, only with some friends. Uh-huh. And, dude, there's nothing. Like, I'd rather overhit it 30 yards than to hit it in the net. I hated hitting it in the uh-huh. net. So I could understand how frustrating that was with how good you were working that. Funny story. Uh, me and my tennis partner, senior year in regionals, junior year in regionals, we actually did really good. Oh, you played doubles? Yeah, I played doubles. Oh. Yeah, doubles is the way to go. I mean, singles for sure, like, that's where it gets all the attention, but doubles is fun, man. You're with your buddy, you know, and you're, you know, having a good time. So me and my buddy, junior year, we were the number two doubles team, and we did really good, went to regionals, played at Collin Ranch, and won our first round in regionals, lost our second round in regionals to a team from Galena. You know, rich kids, they just you know, are good. Senior year, we were one of the best doubles teams in the region, and we were, like, projected to go at least pretty far. Maybe we'd probably lose to, like, the, the kids that go to Reno, because they practice at Lake Ridge and shit like that. Um, so we were playing McQueen, and those kids were absolute dog shit. And we had them up 5-1 in sets, right? So we were going in the last set, and we're like, alright, this is easy, let's just get it. And all they did, all the whole match was just lob it up to us. And so we were just sitting there spiking it down. And that's how we got up to a 5-1 lead, you know? It was just easy. And I don't know what happened, but we melted. We melted and lost. No Yeah, we were on 5-1. And they just kept lobbing it up. And then we would just hit it into the net. Because I think finally what went through their brains was like, hey, let's lob it up back, you know? And if it goes over, it goes over. But if it goes in, then they have to fucking try to spike it a long way yeah, and I'm yeah. not as good as you know yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. these you know pros and so I can't you know and we would get a few but we ended up fucking losing <laughs> okay so the tennis nets do go up to like my belly button right Right. so me especially hitting from the back I hit in the net a lot right because I'm just not fucking tall but my PE teacher shout out Mr. Harrison used to always do that because I'd play with let's him let's get him on the show I would play oh I'll definitely <laughs> on the show he, he, would, he would love to be on the show he's a big sports guy um and he would do the same thing to where, like, you know, because he, he could whoop my ass any given Sunday, right? But then he'd start getting to the point where he'd just lob it. And I'd be like, and I was fighting the shit in the right net. in the net. And then his his saying that he always said, and I use it all the time now, too, give him the rope, he'll hang himself. <laughs> That's what he said all the time. When I would just spike it into the net, dude, he'd make it so easy for me, and I'd be the one to fucking and That's choke. exactly what they did to us, and it, it crushed us. And you know how Halep was smashing a racket? That was me that day. We're at we're at uh, I think it was like Carson High School. That's where regionals were held that year. We're like the first leg of regionals. Yeah, and I just 
fucking smash. My coach, our coach, was so disgusted with us. He didn't even talk to us after the match. Oh Jesus! Like after, like afterwards, once we got back to the school, he yeah. was like, "Hey guys, like it's okay." But he knew it was our senior year, and he knew we were fucking good. Yeah, and it was just like, oh. So side conversation on that then back to Mr. Harrison, right? So me and him were actually pretty close. Like he's one of like, my teachers that I actually like, keep in touch with. Um, he played badminton in college, and he said he'd go through one racket a week. Because he would well, just... Well, badminton rackets. Well, <laughs> just fucking absolutely... No, no, yeah, because he said he would, like, if you lose, he would just immediately smash it on the wall on the ground and he had to buy a new one. Dude, <laughs> like, he was going through one racket a week because he was just getting too fucking furious. Okay, side note. A couple things we need to go to Shields and buy. Badminton set I'm, up. I'm, yeah. I'm very, very good at badminton. Okay, awesome. I'll just, I'll just let that be known. Okay, and then a frisbee golf set up. Yes. I'm down to play some frisbee golf. Let's go down and play some frisbee golf. Wrench us in my FL, you know, some team building exercises. Bring a couple of sixers and just slip them down, dude. Sling some six and just throw some frizz. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Throw some frizz. (laughs) (laughs) Throw some frizz, dude. All right. That's um, our next shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Put a Lincoln on it. Throw some frizz. I forgot to. You were drunk when you said it. Yeah, there was TTC. Oh yeah, thanks sure. Chess. Thanks yeah. Chess. Put a Lincoln on it, and now and now throw some frizz. Yeah. Throw some frizz, dude. I like it. Um, and then uh, as far as the men's, um, it's it's looking like a pretty clear cut. Novak. Yeah. Djokovic. Uh, jo- Djokovic. Yeah. Jo- Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. Um, you can call him the Joker. The Joker, dude. He, he, yeah. He's looking unstoppable. No, he, no he's, as well. he's an unstoppable force in tennis right now. Uh, but other than that, that wraps it up for this week's uh, college sports news. You didn't know you care about. That was a great segment, man. That was a great segment of, of Kyle Sports things you didn't know you cared about. All right, hey, let's go on to, to uh, UFC 258. So, um, not the most stacked card, but there was a lot of good fights. Yep. Um, a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, Usman uh, beating Burns yeah. uh, in the first round. Burns had it though. Like, Dumb, and, I, and I was like, I was like, fuck, man, Usman. But obviously, that's, that's first well, throw. I, I, I liked the post interview when Usman's like. Yeah, you know, he, he caught me with one, and, he, he and like, I felt it. Yeah, no, he's like, I like, felt it. Yeah, and Logan's like, dude, your forehead almost touched the ground. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? You, f- yeah, Of course you felt it. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, dude, I don't know. So, going back with you and your betting, right? I feel like you always like to bet on the underdog. So, I think I've, I just, me and Logan both had just assumed, you at least through a link on yeah. it, on Burns, <laughs> yeah. right? And then you're like, no, idiot. I voted, I went for Usman. Of course I did. I was like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't know that, you know? Because <laughs> I feel like you like to go for the underdog. Because I threw 10 on um, Burns winning it um, by decision. I had a feeling. I, uh, okay. I said, if they don't knock each other out in the third round, I think it'll go to decision. Yeah. And I think Burns will win it. Well, Usman won by uh, knockout in the third round. So, yeah. uh, and like 34 seconds in. It just, I mean, dude, that just. Well, Burns barely made it out of the second round. Yes. Yeah. And then 100% so him finishing it that early in the third. And moment. my whole thing was like, so Usman started the second round, he started firing. And then after that, like once he caught Burns a couple times, Burns just looked scared after yes, he that. Did. He was like, yes, he's he, like, fuck. I don't, fuck, I don't fuck. think he ever fully recovered. Yeah. And I think it really like opened his eyes because they're, they're buddies. They both train together, Black Zillions. Used to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Used to. But they're still buddies. But they used to train together. So they used to be super close. And I think like Gilbert, because um, I think it was at the end of round one, the coach was like, your champion because of your jab. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Usman, and yeah. Boof, and boof, I mean, one hundred percent. Usman put Gilbert. Uh, not even just knocked him down. Literally knocked him back onto his ass two times from a jab. <laughs> and, and you know, so because originally I wasn't going to really pay attention to the, to the fights that much. 
because I had so much homework to do. Realized, side story, realized I did three extra math assignments that I didn't have to do until next, until now this week. So huh. I was like, I was like, proud of you. I was hey, saying, no, I was saying, no, I was saying, no, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there doing, sitting there doing homework and then I went to my assignments and I was like, looked at the date and I was like, God damn. <laughs> put the pen down right there and I stopped working. Um, but. Uh, you know, when uh, Burns was sitting there flannel his legs, uh, Jesse was sitting on the couch going, goo goo gaga, goo goo gaga. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that part did um, upset all of us in yeah. my house when we were watching it because it was like, well, what the why, fuck why, was Herb Dean doing? Well, yeah, well, one, Herb Dean, you, sh- you shouldn't have let it go on for that long. He's been and struggling. Usman, fuck you, you should have just let him stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Usman, you were just sitting there and like kicking his leg and then like every once in a while you went in for that like jab down at the body or something like that. Well, see, but that's that's where he got a lot of his significant strikes on the yeah. first round. Cause, yeah. like, it was like Gilbert, 42 significant strikes in the first round. Yeah, to like 28. And like Gilbert, we all thought, won the first round. But significant strikes didn't show that because he landed fucking 13, 15 kicks on his ass cheek. Yeah. He'd hold up his leg and then kick the shit out of him. And I was like... Herb Dean, what's going on? Like, there's like a they're visible, doing nothing. There's a visible moment where Gilbert Burns realized his tactic of just laying on the ground was not working out for him because he was like, ah, that's that's yeah, and then he tried yeah. to like back and then, up. And then he looked at Herb Dean and he was like, Can you stand us up, please? Because <laughs> yeah, Mario was like, like, I'm not gonna let you stand up. Yeah. Until he went I guess that makes sense. Like, why would I why am I gonna let you up when I could literally just bloody your leg right yeah. now? Yeah. And then when you do get up, you're not gonna be able to walk. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say that had a major effect on how the outcome of the no. game like fought went, but I mean, his left ass cheek had to have been hurt. Yeah. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah. And then, in, like, the second round, he went down, because Usman fucking knocked him on his yeah. ass, and he went, okay, well, I'm going to outstrike the shit out of this dude, because Burns has, like, six submission victories in the UFC. Like, yeah. he's an animal on the floor, too. So, it's like, okay, three seconds of him being down, looks at her being, goes, stand him up. Yeah. And her being goes, <gasps> and stands him up. And yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, fuck you, dude. Yeah. So, Usman wants him up, so now he gets up, like, no, fuck you. Yeah. But... Usman's a fucking bad man, dude. so Put some respect Hesso, on my name. dude. He's a fucking bad man, dude. Big trust. Big trust. Um, any other comments about that fight? Um, no, so I think with the ground thing, like in the first round, Usman was well aware that he could just dominate kicking, kicking him in the legs the entire time. And then in the second round when he knocked him down, that's when Usman had already rocked Burns a couple of times, and he was like, this fight needs to stay up for me to win it. And so that's why he was immediately like, get him up, please, so yeah. I can end this. I, I mean, I would say from the fights that I've seen with Usman, because I watched him on The Ultimate Fighter, right? So I saw the the Black Zillions versus... Uh, Dude, I, I can't what remember what happened to The Ultimate thing. Fighter. Um, so we got can't. It's supposed to be coming back. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming back. Um, I'd like to start. Watching dude, I that. love that show. That's one of my favorite like reality shows. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, because it's real. No, yeah, it it's is real. It's as real. Shit. It's fucking. <laughs> it's UFC, and I'm just like, I love UFC. No, you know? absolutely. Well, no, it's real because it's actually people sh- beating the shit out of each other and actually talking shit. It's not like some Kardashian yeah. bullshit. It's no. like dudes. It's not scripted. Yeah. Or or yeah, girls. partially scripted, yeah, but, but yeah. But. Well, yeah, but but for the main part, when you're when you're hearing these guys talk shit, like they're actually they actually don't like each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna kick your ass." Tomorrow. Yeah. And and, and I, I love it. And that's one of the biggest things, like reasons why I love that show. But did have all the fights I've seen Usman? I mean, I would say debatably, that was the best striking I've seen him do. I mean, Col- Covington too. I mean, he beat the shit out of Covington. But, like, the Masvidal fight was absolutely pathetic. Yeah, well, he you, called you, out Masvidal afterwards. And they're going to rematch, and I'm very excited for the fight because... Their styles Masvidal go well was gassed, to go. Yeah, Masvidal was gassed three minutes into the first round, and then just barely, literally survived, like, breathing. 
yeah. for the rest of the five rounds. It's like, Usman, I don't know why the fuck he didn't Finish take advantage of it. Yeah, he could have easily finished it. That's why Usman said, he goes, I'm going to finish you. And Masvidal's like, I'm going to take your head off. So, I'm excited to see that one. But, dude, just the second round and the third round, the short bit that it was, Usman looked phenomenal striking. Phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, uh, my next fight that I'd like to talk about, uh, Macy Barber uh, versus Grasso. Yeah. Um. I mean, so, it, the odds were very close. So. <laughs> odds are very close. Um, Grasso obviously looked really good. Uh, she's known for her striking, yeah, um, but was exceptional in the clinch. You know, she would get Macy Barber in the clinch just because she knew Macy Barber does hit like a fucking brick for a girl. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously she knocked me out in one yeah. fucking shot, no doubt. Because Macy Barber is pretty built, and she's only twenty-two. However, so congrats to Grasso. You should be ranked in the top ten. I think she um, will after this. She just moved up weight classes. So that's... Oh, okay. Perfect. So, I mean, yeah, no, she she looked really good. Uh, my only thing with Barbara was I put money on you because I really thought you had it. Uh, you know, you're 8-2 and two now, so you, you had just come off your last, your first loss, so I thought you were going to come out really guns blazing. Third round was the only round where I really saw the Macy Barber that I know come out, and I texted you guys that, like, you know, I, I texted the dudes. I was like, hey, I needed, I needed that intensity all three rounds. Um, but, and she's only 22, so she's only got fucking more room to grow. And that's crazy. She's only 20 fucking two years yeah, old. that's crazy. Yep. Um, and she is, she is a good fighter. She's just not at that, you know, top three mm-hmm. yet at all in any way, shape, or form. She would get absolutely clapped by anyone in the top five, I think. So she's got a long way to go. Um, but I'm looking forward to her next fight. Yeah, so we were talking about, um, in that third round, we both very much appreciated that it was pretty clear she had lost the first two rounds. She came out she guns blazing, like what she was supposed to do. Like a lot of fighters, yeah. when you when when you know, and I'm obviously not a UFC fighter, so I can't experience anything in the octagon. But a lot of times it would be like, all right, this guy's lost the first two rounds. He's got to come out, and then they don't. Yep, they don't. They just they try they to try like, to survive. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, dude, you know what? At this point, man, either get knocked out or knock him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no. There's so many fighters that just hope that the judges smoked meth and gave, gave him one him round. round. Yeah. Like it, it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you were just touching up on it. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, so she, her coming out, just throwing haymakers, and Grasso stood in and took him like a champ. Took a few um, of them, and I was, and a few of them, I was like, hard hits, dude, oh, hard oh, hits. Oh. Yeah, no, there were, there were a bunch, and then the other thing I think we talked about was, they brought it up during the, um, in the commentary of Grasso missing weight at, was it straw weight? Straw weight, yeah. She was at, she was at straw weight. She missed weight by six pounds. Oh, wow. And so that's why I think that was one of her, like, one of her three losses was, or, like, in the decision. But it was, the fight didn't even matter, really, because she missed weight by six pounds. Yeah. And so she finally had to move up because she was killing herself. And since she's moved up, she looks fantastic. Uh, I had no idea who she was before this fight, but her hands are fucking dynamite. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. People from fucking Mexico know how to fucking box. Oh yeah, dude, they got a scrap. Yeah, it's so the lifestyle. It's, I mean, I mean, her, her, she does dynamite hands. You see a peso on the ground, man. You're fighting someone. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, dude. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Uh, yeah, so those are my two biggest things from the fight. Um, so yeah, so I'll just touch on those as well. Um, my biggest notes were yes, Macy coming out in the third round, acting like how she should have. Yeah. When you're down two rounds, um, and then Grasso, dude, s- straw weight for women is 115 pounds. Right, I mean, or th- it's that, like half of that, that, that might be men too. No, I think that's when that's men too because Figueroa's featherweight and he's one twenty five. Figueroa is one hundred and twenty five pounds. 
he would absolutely demolish all three of us at the same at, time. At the same time. Oh, so we were hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. We were uh, me and Jesse and Jordan were having this conversation. Um, oh, and Camber and Andrew were having this conversation when we were watching the fight, and it was coming up to the Usman fight, you know, and we were like how much money would it take you to go into the octagon with him? Like, knowing that you're going to get, like, knocked out, you know, because, like, obviously, I, one jab from Usman would <laughs> yeah. put me on my fucking ass. And, like, I don't even want him to try to grapple me or ground and pound me because, like, no, dude, I'll just act like I'm knocked out. But yeah. how much money would it take? I'd take for five grand. Are my medical bills paid for? Included so, in this? Y- no? Yeah, so this is just money that's profit? Yeah, all oh, profit. Uh, I have, like, six dollars in my bank account. It's probably, like, a hundred bucks. <laughs> I-, I was going to say, if I'm being real... If I'm being real, probably five grand. If, if I'm being real, I don't think it would take much, dude. Because I would just be like, I fought it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it would just be like me maybe, maybe, to, yeah, actually out out to for try TTS. Okay, hey, but if he was trying to pull, like, if he, if he was like, no, I want to fuck this kid up, then yeah, I'd be trying to pull money out of him. Yeah. But if it was like, a, hey, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you go fight Usman, I'd be like, no, I wouldn't do it for a hundred bucks, dude, because you're fucking, he's going to hurt the shit out of you, dude, and I don't, you know, a hundred bucks, at the end of the day, okay. it's not going to fucking be how much? It. How much do you make an hour? Uh, Fifteen bucks an hour. So that'd be a hundred bucks in ten seconds. Because <laughs> he would knock me out in ten seconds. <laughs> and boom, hundred bucks. <laughs> huh? I make fourteen. Been a Starbucks longer than you, been a shift longer than you. Come on, man. Wait, you make how much? Fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, dude. Ten seconds, hundred bucks in ten seconds. Come on. I bet Brittany gets paid more than me. <laughs> oh, that might have upset her. Because <laughs> she is a better shift than me. <laughs> She's a better shift than like almost every shift. <laughs> okay, we might have to just bleep out those places. <laughs> I, I, I make beep. <laughs> what? I only make beep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So Grasso. Okay. So anyways, back to the weight. 115 pounds. Yeah. Right? That's what straw weight is for her. So, 125 to 115. Dude, if you're 125 pounds, that's a lot of fucking work to try and lose 10 pounds. That's, yeah. It's that's like 10 Yeah, it's 112 almost 10% of your mm-hmm. body weight. You know? So, I mean, I don't blame her, but her coming up to the 125, I think this is where she will succeed. Um, she went into it as like a the favorite, even though she was the underdog, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, was, No, it was combined. So, when I went on William Hill and looked at it, I got Macy Barbet minus 115, so a little bit of a favorite. Grosso was minus 105. Then when it went to the UFC, you know, when we were watching the pay-per-view, it was Grosso plus 105, and I think Macy was also plus 105 or something like that. It was, like, pretty even. So okay. there wasn't, okay. like, a huge discrepancy on underdog or whatever. Well, it. I will just say, though, it made sense because I think when we saw it, it was, like, minus 120 or something like that, right? Yeah, on the pay-per-view. As, as, as the favorite, and it was like, well, you know, how come, like, you know, it's like she's like not even like. Division. She was like fifteenth, and Macy Barber was tenth, and we were like, yeah. "Why is she the?" the no, favorite? it did also so upset me when sense. I saw Macy Barber plus like one hundred and five, and I got her a minus one fifteen. On <laughs> yeah. one. I was like, "This is fucking rigged, yeah. dude." <laughs> but seeing like then hearing about how she missed weight and everything that, and so how she had to go up, to the, so it made sense. She switched weight classes. So obviously, she's could be the better one, but she's just not in the weight class, yeah. right? So made sense. I think she'll jump up pretty high. I think she had a pretty dominant um, fight. And like you guys said, Barbara came in hot. So I think Grasso was pretty smart the way that she, because she, she got hit by a few fucking. Hard yeah, games and all too. she would do is clinch her, and that was the right move because yeah, if you just like, like bait, Mar- if you she let knew Macy... she won the first two rounds. Grasso was tenth now. Oh, after the fight. fuck! So what? What is Barbara now? Fifteenth. 
this. So they switched. switched. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's fair. So bummer to Barber, but she did get beat pretty handedly, no. so that no, no, makes no, sense. She got her ass kicked. Okay. Um, I have like two more fights, three more fights that I want to touch up on, so I don't know if you guys want to touch up on any. Uh, um, one that you guys probably both have is uh, Gaslam versus Heinish. I, I did not have that one. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Gaslam won, um, as he should have, because the experience was there. But I thought Heinish looked really good yeah. in a fight against someone that has been near the top. For a while. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Heinish is going to be a name to watch. I mean, obviously, he lost, but, I mean, he went pretty much the distance against Gaslam, and he looked pretty decent. He looked, you know, he looked young and not an experienced guy in the octagon, but... I mean, at the end of that fight, there was a lot of exchanges, a lot of ground exchanges. So it was, it was that was a fun fight to watch, and I'm going to be looking out for you, Einish, in these rankings. Yes. Uh, the only other fight <laughs> that I was really big on was the Marquez fight. Oh yeah, because of the last second Anaconda again, like we talked about with Macy Barber. Marquez had lost the first two rounds, so for him to come out in the, in the third round and have say, "I have nothing to lose. I need to go win this fight," and to get an Anaconda. In the last minute of the last We're round. We're talking about Hernandez versus Vieira? No. No, 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 no Marquez, no. Marquez versus, versus Pitolo. Pitolo. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because last... well, my whole thing with that fight is, like, don't get me wrong, Pitolo looked like he had won a lot of that round, or a lot of that fight, but so did Marquez. I think that could have been a split decision type of fight at the end. It could have been, but if you're a fighter in your mind, you no, don't no, want to leave it up to the judges. Yeah, no, no, so for him to have that it. mindset and go out and finish that after he... Rocked him with one and then took it to the ground and immediately got a choke on him. That was the, phenomenal. Finish. The ultimate fighter. I'm, I'm convinced, right, that some of the judges that they get, um, are literally just off the street. Like I don't know if they're volunteers or what. Because during the show, there are so many fights where Dana White gets pissed off because they're it's the wrong call. Like, yeah. They'll give it to the other guy and it's like what? Like he, not even close to winning that fight, right? And so that's why. I mean, he literally has the signature fucking quote of don't leave it in the judge's hands. Right? And that that's how it should be every single time. Yeah. In my opinion, Patolo easily would have went 30 and 27 on that fight. I think he was working Marquez the entire time. Which is crazy Marquez because had a couple hits. Marquez was so big. I know it was like a two-year absence from the octagon for Marquez because of his injury. Um, but my whole thing was Marquez looked like a heavyweight and Patolo looked like in his weight class. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was such a big size yeah. difference. I, I was r- rooting for Patolo. He just seemed like a really solid dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good, dude. He looked amazing. Won the Ultimate Fighter. Yep. Um, so, I was, you know. Also, Marquez, after the fight, using his opportunity. To shout out Miley Cyrus. Also, oh. to just ask all the fans to tweet. I don't remember the hashtag. It was like UFC get loud. Yeah. UFC and get let loud. him know what the loudest arena is for UFC fights. He said, let me know yeah. city, state, country, what the best UFC arena is. And everyone's like, who are you? And why? <laughs> Joe, Rogan, yeah. Joe Rogan was like, shout out to you for working for Kansas, trying to get a job for Kansas City's hospitality, <laughs> yeah. like tourism board, I guess. Uh, next question. I <laughs> like, he was so confusing as to why he started shouting out random cities. I don't, I didn't get it, but like good for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Um, Julian Marquez, just remember the name. I will touch up on him in some of our segments later on too. Um, What's the last all one right. you want to uh, two fights real fast. I'll fly through this one. Prelims. Uh, right? yeah. Prelims. Uh, okay. Pollyanna Viana. Remember the name. I promise you, she will be a name that we know. 
she absolutely demolished Mallory Martin. Um, she was very dominant, immediately got her down. Um, Mallory, uh, Mallory Martin kicked her in the side, she caught the leg, and then pretty much pulled her down into full guard, right? And then from that point on, it, it, it was done. She was landing punches. I mean, she was just... Like, I mean, I don't know if Martin had Down syndrome or what, but she just, she was taking in blows, dude, and wasn't moving her face. That's what's going to my next fight. <laughs> was, was, was not moving at all. And then Viana gets her into a triangle, like kind of trying to test out the waters, the triangle choke, and was just laying down elbows. I mean, I've never seen somebody so aggressive from the full guard position while trying to try submissions. It was, it was crazy to me. But then she eventually turned the triangle choke into an arm bar, tapped her out three minutes, 18 seconds into the first round. Viana looked absolutely amazing. Remember that name. Uh, my other one is Rodolfo Vieira versus Anthony Hernandez. Can I start this one off? Kick it off. Okay, so Vieira. Fucking ripped. Just an absolutely monster. Stacked Brazilian man. He doesn't know what the concept of blocking is. He so, doesn't know, no, he doesn't know, no, no, there's no, there's no, nothing about this. He doesn't know where his hand should go when he's standing in front of somebody because Hernandez, don't get me wrong, Vieira had him on the ground and Hernandez, it was like, all right, the bigger guy's going to win here, you know, like Hernandez, he's smaller, he's not going to be able to do anything. As soon as Hernandez got on his feet again, Vieira looked like he didn't know where he was because Hernandez just... At every punch, every punch Hernandez threw at Vieira, it landed on Vieira's face, and Vieira, his hands were down here, and it was mind blowing to me that the amount of stupidity. Vieira is a rock. You are. You don't have hands. You just have. You're just. You're just a body of just muscle, and Hernandez absolutely pummeled your face in. So. Um, I, I, I was watching like, you know, like the little intro to the fight, right? I'm seeing highlights of both fighters and I went, you know what, dude, Anthony Hernandez, I was, he looks like a fucking little pit bull. I'm yeah. Throw some money on him, right? So I went to go throw money on him, but it was already during like the introductions. So it was too late. So I couldn't, and I was like, God damn it. 30 seconds in, Vieira almost chokes out Anthony Hernandez. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good thing I couldn't bet on him. So the, the reasoning for the blocking 100% come down. And again, I don't know if something happened with Vieira the night before or what, dude, because he is, Joe Rogan said, quote unquote, he might, there might be not be anybody better than him at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu on the ground. Like, No, period. he looked really good on the period. ground. Yeah, he looked absolutely flawless and he was coming in 7-0. And 30 seconds in has Anthony Hernandez in a chokehold. And for pretty much almost that whole first round was just him trying to choke out Hernandez. So, once he got, I mean, he got caught a little bit, right? And Hernandez started rocking him a little bit in the first round. So, in the second round, Vieira's arms were dead. He put all of his energy into trying to get those chokes for three and a half minutes. And I think that was literally why, was that I think he was trying his best to try and block, but his, his arms were so dead that he couldn't even do it. And he was so tired that his reflexes, like, he couldn't react to it. So, Hernandez caught him really hard, and I don't think he ever, like, recovered and i didn't put this in my boomin but i'm just gonna say it now Vieira, dude your fucking your chin is flawless he took he took one of the most picture perfect kicks to the face i've ever seen in my life (laughs) right across the fucking cheekbone 
and I mean, just looked like he was knocked out, but still moving. Like he just was like fucking frozen. <laughs> and at one point, Hernandez literally grabbed his head, just held it, and then went bam, one, <laughs> yeah. two elbows, split him up through his gushing blood. So yes, he did not block at all. But then Hernandez, in the best way he possibly could have beaten the jiu-jitsu artist, guillotine choke in the second round. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, I wish I would have had my money on there. But Hernandez, dude, you're a fucking little pit bull like I thought you were, dude. So that was the only other fight that stood out to me. Prelims, 50% of them were very good fights. And the main card was better than I was expecting because, like you said, no real big names. It wasn't stacked. Um, but overall, good UFC night, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Logan, any other thing with UFC 258? No, it was, it was a good card, but I think we're all really, really looking forward to 259. Oh, yes. 259 is going to be huge. Adesanya. It's going to be huge. All right, uh, let's go ahead and go into uh, the first look at the 2021 uh, NCAA tournament bracket. So a small little snippet of bracket was released. Uh, it's got Gonzaga at one. Uh, the four one seeds are Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Ohio State. Yes. Um, so mine's a little bit different because I couldn't find the fucking one you guys were on, and it pissed me off to no prevail, so I just stuck with this one. Um, but I do know that Ohio State was the other number one. Uh, my only thing is I don't think Ohio State's going to be able to keep stay number one. I don't think there can be two teams from the same conference. Yeah, Michigan is going to play Ohio State in the Big Ten. Two Big Tens, yeah. Tournament. Are they going to have the tournament? Yeah, yeah. Every every conference is having a tournament right now. But <laughs> okay. they're going to play each other in the regular season anyways. Right. So, yeah. So uh, They'll play at least probably twice. Unless Ohio State can knock off Michigan, um, I think Michigan will stay there. They look Michigan really good. looked dominant after like a 20-day layoff. Yeah. And then came back, played Wisconsin, who was a top 15 team at the time was down for the entire game and made a late comeback, Michigan looks really fucking good. Well, right. so and that was the thing, right, was Michigan being off for 23 days. It was, all right, how is this going to look? Yeah. And in the first round, it was like, all right, yeah, Wisconsin is having their way with them. They looked rusty. Second half, dude, I think I think uh, Wisconsin was hitting like 73% of their threes, 54 field goal percentage. And that same exact team got held to 20 points in the second half. That's the thing with basketball. Crazy. This is especially with college basketball. It, you take one half of a performance, teams usually don't put together a full game performance. That's why the best teams are as dominant as they are. That's why Gonzaga is as good as they are. That's why Baylor is as good as they are. Because they can put together a full, consistent game that looks amazing. For 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, every other team can put together a half that looks good, and then they fall apart. I just I, I feel like at a college level, especially when you're like the 15th ranked team right mm-hmm. at the time, Wisconsin, how do you put up 20 points in 20 minutes? They made 10 baskets? Like, I, that, that is absurd. How many points did North Carolina score against Virginia in the first half? Okay, he just wants to bring up some bullshit. I do, I do, because my season's over. But hey, we won, so I'm all in again. <laughs> You're all in for what? Uh, Potentially making the tournament. We could win the ACC. You don't know. We could win the ACC tournament. They scored... Uh, 20 in the first half. 18 in the first half, 20. 30 in the second half. North Carolina against Virginia. Virginia is one of the best defensive oh, basketball teams. Oh, October 30th. I was looking at you know, uh, 18 points in the first half. Oh, oh. Hey, so I'm looking at... Uh, 90 against Duke. Yeah, I'm looking up at UNC versus... <laughs> that, that's a fucking shit on you then. Yeah. Yeah, how does that feel? Yeah, right? we still won. We don't play defense. Right? We still won. <laughs> and so it's funny, though, because I looked up UNC versus Virginia, and it pulled up the October 31st uh, Halloween game last year. 
41-44. And they only put up 20 points in the first half, and then 21 points that, in the That's Virginia half. every year, though. Virginia plays fantastic defense. I just brought that up to, to make myself feel good. Um, yeah. Well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> um, but, no. Michigan, dude. I don't know. They look, it looks pretty decent right there. <laughs> yeah, no, Michigan looks fantastic. I, I'm so happy for Jawan Howard. Like, this is his second year as a head coach. It's his first full recruiting class. And they look so good, man. I'm so happy to see a former NBA player and a former star at that university be able to go there and have success. Go back to your fucking home, dude. Yeah. Go back to your roots. <laughs> Kicking ass. Yeah. And then two seeds after that. Illinois, Villanova, Alabama, Houston are the two seeds. I just haven't really heard a whole lot about Villanova. Villanova, I mean, they're playing fine. They're playing good. Jeremiah Robinson Earl was their star freshman last year that stayed. Um, and he looks fantastic again this year. Illinois, I think, is so good because they have two like really good stars on their team, and they have like three. They have two more like consistent guys that can get them buckets. Um, Alabama is the biggest prize for me in that group. Just Alabama out of nowhere. Kyle predicted it, uh, <laughs> not not knowing anything about it. He predicted it. So good on Kyle, but dude, I know their whole roster. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I knew who are the two best I, players. I, I knew coming in. Okay, come on, ask me a hard one. I, I knew coming in. Who are their two worst? Alabama players? was looking <laughs> decent, dude. You probably don't know their names. I don't, but I would like you to tell me. Uh, Howard and Phillips. Yeah. Yes. Who is the last name of the two best players? Then it's so easy. No, come on. Come on. I'm, I'm not gonna play games with you guys. Yeah, right? that's fair. Uh, but Houston, Houston. <laughs> Isn't going to play anybody all year, so they're walking into a two seed. Yeah. Um, I think Alabama having to play Tennessee. There's a, there's a good top of the SEC. It's a good top three or four. Yeah. <laughs> drops off af- drops off after that. Um, so I could see Alabama staying at a two. Um, but I think Big Ten biggest thing for me is how dominant their top teams have been. Yeah. Three seeds, Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee, Oklahoma. Um, I think Virginia is the fakest team in college basketball. They don't have anybody that's really great. They never do, actually, but like they just play a system. Uh, I forget their coach's name. I forget his name every year. But he's a fantastic coach because he preaches rebounding and defense. If yeah. you can do those, you can probably beat anyone in the fucking country. Yeah, except for... What was it? Uh, UMBC. UMBC. You can't beat the Golden Retrievers. Yeah, can't beat them. But no, everybody. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, Virginia probably. I mean, and also the ACC is having a down year this year. Uh, so in these top sixteen seeds, <coughs> one through four, the ACC has one team in the top four seeds. That never happens. Yeah. Usually, you can count on North Carolina. You can count on Duke. You can count on Syracuse to make the tournament at least. You can count on Florida State to have a good season. And it's really just been Virginia. Florida State's having a, a pretty good season, but other than that, the rest of the ACC looks not great. Yeah. So, um, and then four seeds: Iowa, Texas Tech, Texas, and Missouri. Seeing Iowa there at at, at as a four, a four seed is just it, like you said. It's just a testament to how good that Big Ten basketball is this season. Yeah, they are just dominant because Iowa was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got a lot of good shooters. Obviously, they have Garza, so you would expect to see them at like a number two seed. I mean, obviously, we'll see when all things are said and done. Yeah, with the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. The, so, I looked at it. The Big Twelve has five teams in these top sixteen. Big Twelve has five. The Big Ten has four. 
those were the two conferences that I think going into the season, everyone expected to be the two best conferences. Uh, and then the SEC is next with three. Did not see that coming. The no. SEC is never this good at basketball. No. It's usually just Kentucky, maybe Florida. Last year, Tennessee got into it, and that's it. Yeah. The fact that Alabama's in here, Missouri, and and Tennessee, who we I think we should have expected. Yeah. But Alabama and Missouri being in here is, is impressive to me. And then the other four are made up by the ACC, the West Coast Conference, which is Gonzaga, uh, the Big East in Villanova, and I, I would expect the Big East to get another team up in here too. <laughs> usually, usually, usually maybe maybe Xavier as a four seed or yeah, Creighton. Butler or somebody. Yeah. Like, there's usually somebody. Yeah. Uh, and then the American has Houston, and they won't lose probably. Uh, they might lose a game. Yeah. But, yeah, so it, it is an interesting look to the top 16 teams and for these four seeds. Um, but I think... I don't see the top two changing at all. There would be a little movement with these Big Ten schools and also with these Big 12 schools because they're all kind of clumped in the same areas. Um, you know, Michigan's uh, three, Ohio State's four, Illinois' five. Right. Something's going to change there. So I think it would be a nice last three-week stretch to the regular season. Conference tournaments are going to be huge for moving some of these teams. Yeah. If Iowa wins the Big Ten championship in the, in the postseason tournament. They could skyrocket to a one seed. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. This should be an interesting uh, end of the season, I think. No, absolutely. Uh, excited for some uh, conference tournaments to get started. So you said, right, <clears throat> last week, don't put your money on Gonzaga to yes, win. Yes, absolutely don't. So who, who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Out of this top 16. Out of this top 16, I, w- I would take Baylor right now because they have the most experienced, well-rounded team that I don't see a weakness with how they play. Um, and if not... Depending on how the season ends, I really like Illinois. I really like Iodasumu and Kofi Coburn. They have a true big, and Iodasumu does everything for them. And they have good guys off the bench in uh, Adam Miller. I can't remember the other guy's name. They have four legitimate guys that can get them 20 points on any given night. All right. Okay. Illinois. Illinois. Lincoln on it. Not Illinois. Why did you throw an S at the end? Illinois. 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 Silence. <laughs> I think Illinois has a really good chance. <laughs> I'm going to throw a Lincoln on it. Okay. All right. Hey, right on. Uh, we will get more into college basketball as the days go on. Yeah, a couple we'll, weeks we'll have conference tournaments coming yeah. up. We'll take a look at that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into all right, Logan's special segment, not Fight Club. So, Logan, why don't you break us down the rules? Not Fight Club. Not Fight Club. All right. So... As of right now, uh, this is going to be a segment for when there's not as much going on in sports, when there's no football, you know, basketball, hockey, just in the regular season flow. There's not a lot to talk about. So I figured we'd have a nice little segment, take up a little space. Uh, so it's going to be not Fight Club. I have different categories. Uh, right now I have actors, athletes, actresses, uh, mythical creatures, animals, uh, just, you know, your, your run-of-the-mill things. Um and we're going to just pit random things and people against each other and uh, see who would win in a fight. Um, maybe to the death, maybe just a UFC fight, who knows. Um, so right now, we're going to start with athletes. Because it's a nice little intro to us. We're going to go with athletes. I picked four guys from the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB okay. that I would like to see that maybe would create some good matchups. Okay. Um, we're just, I, I have a bracket. I started with fights that I think would just be great to see. And then we'll just see who advances and who would win. Okay. First fight I have is Miles Garrett versus Aaron Judge. Ooh. 
I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Yeah, he's got his football. He's yeah. got his football background. Aaron Judge just swings a bat. Does Aaron Judge get a bat? Does Miles Garrett get a helmet? See, that's the thing. That's the thing. Does he get the shoulder pads? Okay, okay. Let's yeah, establish yeah. this first. Do they get weapons? Are, are we doing? Or is a, it are, we, are we doing a UFC fight? Or are we doing all out them? Let's let's stick. Let's. Are, are we doing Miles Garrett, the football player? So he's in his pads you and know, his helmet and everything. Or are we doing Miles Garrett, the murderer, with a helmet in his hand? Yeah, because normally he's a poet, so he flipped a switch for that. Uh, I'm gonna give him weapons. Let's give him weapons. I'm taking. I'm taking Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge in a, with a bat and Miles Garrett with a helmet. Yeah. Yes. Look, I just I, I, I'm taking Aaron Judge. I think the reach okay. of Aaron Judge, you know, with a bat. Yeah, so Aaron and Judge take out a kneecap. And yeah. Aaron Judge can do. He can fucking hit. Hit. He's big. Yeah. He's a big. So guy. Aaron Judge three inch advantage on Miles Garrett. So probably Already. has reach advantage as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give no, that to no, him. Aaron Judge. Next one I have is Demarcus Cousins versus Zdeno Chara. Oh, Chara. Chara. Not, <laughs> not even question. Um, I don't even know who Chara is. I just know to Boogie is old and withered, and yeah. his. Bones are brittle. Zidane Chara so, is a enforcer. <laughs> he is old, but he has made his career with the Boston Bruins as their goon. Yeah. As the, the big man to fuck somebody up. Okay. I'm so taking Chara. The hockey guys that I have on here are known for fights, so they're not going to be the most well-known names. I'm going to go, okay, if we're doing a hockey guy against Aaron Judge, I'm going hockey guy again just because he's from oh, yeah. hockey, dude. He's okay. With, he, he's probably got a chin of absolute fucking... Yep. Steel. Yes. Yep. Next fight I have is stick with the Yankees. We're gonna go John Carlos Stanton versus Jimmy Butler. Ooh. John for for what reference, kind of weapon does Jimmy Butler get? Uh, probably a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy Butler is six seven. John Carlos is six six. Uh, and they're around. John Carlos fifteen pound weight advantage. Okay, in the octagon, going Jimmy Butler. See, so I would go Jimmy Butler as well. Um, but see, now here's where it gets tricky because it's like, all right, now who gets weapons? Who doesn't get weapons? Yeah, Butler ain't gonna do too much with the basketball. It's <laughs> <laughs> just bounce it off the face a couple yeah. times. Just chuck it, dude. I like. I, I, I by the way, I like this segment. It reminds me of like Celebrity Deathmatch. I don't know if you guys remember that show growing yeah. up. Yeah, you do. I don't know if I ever watched it, but I remember it. Okay. I've heard of it. Great show. All right, so Timmy's taking Jimmy Butler. I'm taking Jimmy Butler in a okay. UFC fight, yes. All right, we're going to take Jimmy Butler. Next fight is Joe Mixon, running back for the Bengals, uh, versus Ryan Reeves oh. from the Golden Knights. <laughs> Nick, that's so random. Um, well, I'm going, uh, what did you say? Joe Mixon, Ryan Reeves. I'm taking Reeves. I'll take Reeves, too. I would also take Ryan Reeves. Reeves. I threw Joe Mixon in here because he did assault his girlfriend in senior <laughs> year of college. Okay, okay. I was, like, I, I was like, there has to be some type of backstory. Because like, that's a very random pick. Okay, what's the next one? So we're moving on to the right side of the bracket. I failed to mention this earlier, but so it's going to be 16 people that I pick, so it'll be essentially a sweet 16, and then we go to a champion. Okay. So we're moving on to the right side of the bracket. I have DeMar DeRozan versus Milan Lucic. Milan Lucic, another hockey player. Known for his fighting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to DeMar DeRozan. He's kind of like a Slim Reaper. He is. Uh, so What's the height? DeMar DeRozan's 6'6". Six, six. Milan Lucic is a 6'3". Uh, the weight, identical. I don't know what I have in my pen. I'm going to give it to Something's Lucic. Something's missing. You give it to Don't look. Don't look for it. I don't have to, don't have to write anything down. I'm just upset because it's uh, a G2. Yeah. 
Oof. Oof. None of you two. Um, so I am also going to give this to DeMar DeRozan. Born and raised in L.A. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, grew up with blood, uh, no, Cryptize. So I'm going to give that to DeMar DeRozan as well. Okay, well, I didn't know that. You're just going to leave my pen like that? It's oh, just, it's missing uh, most of the basketball players I chose, well, I say most, I picked four. Uh, two of them have gang ties. That is why I chose them. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. You know what, so because of that, I do like Lucic, and I think he's a good fighter. Yes. But I'll give it to DeRozan. Okay. I didn't know he had gang ties. Yes. <laughs> Next fight, also gang ties. Bryce Harper versus John Wall. John Wall. Yeah, yeah John Wall. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah, hey, I put that in there just so that I know John. I would love to see John Wall fuck up Bryce Harper. Um, next I think, one. I think a lot of people would just like to see Bryce Harper get yeah, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Next fight, one that I also would be really excited to watch. Uh, Jalen Ramsey versus Rugnet Odor. Uh, Hockey Rugnet, player? No, baseball player for the Rangers. You guys remember the clip oh. of Jose Bautista sliding late in the second? Oh, it's him? And Rudy Nandador fucking rocking his ass. Yeah, no, I'm giving it to Jalen Ramsey. I would also give it to Jalen Ramsey. But I threw Rudy Nandador in there because that'd be a nice little feisty little guy. Jalen Ramsey. That guy's a... I'll give it to fucking Odor. I think Jalen Ramsey. What is your problem with my fucking team, dude? I just don't even get it. All the time, man. You pick, you pick my team to win and we lose. And now you're going against my players. Can't even see right now. And now you're going against my players. I just want to know. What is your problem with the Rams? Am I incorrect? Jalen Ramsey, he was the one that had the issue with um, OBJ. Oh, no, no, no. No, that, that was Josh that was Norman. Norman. Yeah. Okay, never I mixed them up. Jay- I think, Jalen I think Ramsey, Josh Norman is a pussy. Yeah, no, Jalen Ramsey That's why I did up. Uh, who was it on the Giants? Was it Sterling Shepard? Probably. That is, fucking is, little he, fucking rap bastard. Fuck yeah. you, Kyle. You're a rap bastard, too. No, no, no. He gets his pick. Hey. Well, I know. I put Jalen Ramsey because we... Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna switch it to Ramsey, but okay. leave it at our door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, last fight in the Sweet Sixteen is Tyreek Hill versus Brad Marchand, another hockey player played for the Bruins, another enforcer. Um, Tyreek Hill also assaulted his girlfriend in college. Brad Discuss. Marchand. Yeah, Marchand, dude. Okay. Tyreek's just fast. That's it. He can run around for a while. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he can't fight. Service. Yeah, and Marchand can skate for a while. So. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So now we're into the Elite Eight. Uh, Aaron Judge versus Zidane Chara. All right, now hold up real quick again. Are we doing weapons or no weapons? I think we can't do weapons because different sports, it, yeah, different makes, weapons. Yeah, too hard, too hard. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to stick with UFC-style fight. Aaron Judge, Zidane Chara. Aaron Judge, 6'7", 282. Zidane Chara, 6'9", 250. So Aaron Judge is 30 pounds on I'm going to do Aaron Judge. He's younger, more muscle. Yes. That's, That's what I'm going to do. I think he's more athletic. Um, Chara is just a very large man on skates. Yes. And he can hit hard, but I think Judge would be way more technical. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Butler versus Ryan Reeves. Jimmy Butler. I'll give that one to Ryan Reeves. I just, I, I just love Jimmy Butler. I'll, I'll give that Jimmy one Butler as well. I think he's scrappy. Ryan Reeves is a fucking scrapper. Yeah. Like, he's known for that on the, he plays for the Golden Knights. And that is what he's become one of the fan favorites because he fucking scraps. And he's not as old as Chara. He's young. Okay, yeah, Ryan Reeves. Let's go, Ryan Reeves. Reeves. All right, yeah. let's go, Ryan Reeves. Cool. That's cool. We're going Ryan Reeves. Uh, next one is going to be. I was hoping for this. Demar Derozan versus John Wall. We got Bloods versus Crips. Who? Demar Derozan. Who's the Blood? Who's the Crips? Uh, John Wall is the Blood. Demar Derozan is. Oh, the then yeah, I'm going John Wall. <laughs> I would also go John Wall. Yeah, dude. Okay, Bloods, baby. John Wall throws up gang signs. Like Demar Derozan has those ties. 
and like you know he's from LA like he probably does whatever when he goes home John Wall throws up blood signs during games <laughs> so, so John Wall's a gangster and I love the gay yeah uh, okay last fight of the Elite Eight is Jalen Ramsey versus Brad Marchand I don't know who playing I'm gonna give it Jalen Ramsey I'm also gonna give it Jalen Ramsey because I like Marchand but I don't think he's as much of a scrapper as a lot of the other NFL player or NHL right, players. Yeah, so my, my biggest Ramsey. thing with that fight is when does the hood come out in somebody? Because <laughs> hockey players can fucking scrap, but there is a different kind of fighting between being a hockey respectable fight and being in a fight in the fucking hood. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, I'll give that one. And I would take Jalen Ramsey in that kind of fight. Uh, all right, final four. Aaron Judge versus Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves, 6'1", 225. Aaron Judge, 6'7", 282. I'm taking Aaron Ryan Reeves. Uh, oh. oh. I'm you guys told me he's a young scrapper in hockey, dude. I'm, I'm, dude, hockey is the, the, you know penalty, you know is the no, ultimate. Yes. I, so, look at the numbers. I want to give it to Judge because that's fucking... That's uh, just massive. It's like a Low man wins. Low man wins. But... Judge, dude. Judge doesn't know how to fight like fucking Reeves does. Yeah, that's my... I baseball bet. players... I bet. Usually dude. pretty soft. Yeah. I mean, you know, they can take a baseball for the like most Like Derek part, Jeter? But... I can think of right now off the top of my head 300 people that can beat the shit out of Derek Jeter. <laughs> All right, so I'm going Ryan Reeves for sure. All right, last matchup in the final four, John Wall versus Jalen Ramsey. I'll take John, John Wall. Wall. John Wall, perfect. So that sets up. <laughs> John Wall versus Ryan Reeves. John Wall versus Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves, 6'1", 225. Uh, John Wall, 6'3", 210. John I'm taking Wall. Ryan Reeves. I'm taking John Wall, dude. Hey, Reeves might be a fucking fighter, dude, but he's no gangster. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm sticking with the blood. All right. It comes down to me. I was not expecting this. I have a soft spot in my heart for John Wall. Okay, I understand. John Wall, dude. Right, John Wall, dude. All right, John Wall so wins. The man you would want in a fight, regardless of sport, is John Wall. John Wall, dude. John Wall. I dig it. All right. Oh, hey, fun segment. I like that. Yeah, we like that a lot. Uh, let's go into picks. Logan, give us a Big breakdown. Okay. Yeah, it, it's all on you right now. Okay, so we... Because you weren't able to finish the episode last time. I was time. not. Dang, I'm How come? I was a little <laughs> intoxicated. So, uh, as of last what week... What happened, though? Like, what made you not be able to finish the episode? Oh, I vomited everywhere. Mm. Um, I just remember at 113, you hear... <laughs> all over the it floor. Was, uh, it was not, not my finest moment, but I'm still proud of myself. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you. So, last week, uh, we had our... Uh, first set of picks, uh, we all, uh, yeah, I got all the picks in so that we didn't miss anything. Um, let me see if I can pull the right one here. Two nine. Okay, perfect. Um, we picked Hawks, Mavericks, Bucks, Suns, Raptors, Celtics. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Whatever. We finished. Uh, I was proud of myself because two nine. I finished. Uh, is this the right one? Oh no, I'm sorry. We didn't even go over the very first week. No, no, yeah. we didn't. So uh, we finished the first week. Um, I finished eight and one. Yeah, I was. I went perfect in uh, NBA. Yeah, perfect in NBA. I got three out three out of four in the hockey because the Avs blue game blue yeah, game yeah. That we picked was got postponed. Yeah. Um. So I went eight and one. Uh, Kyle went six and three, and then Timmy went four and five. That was that was the uh, the first week. Second week, which was last week, which we were gonna go over. Um, everyone went four and six. All three of us went four and six. I went one and four in basketball. A week after going five and zero. Oh. Interesting. Uh, 
an interesting week indeed. Uh, I mean, big upsets, essentially. It was, well, not huge upsets, but, um, I mean, the Knicks taking the Rockets. Kyle, Kyle got that one. Uh, it was kind of, we were kind of all divided and just like one person won each one, essentially. And then hockey was um, kind of not the best for all of us. Okay. Uh, so then this week, coming into it, uh, um, I'm still in the cellar. <laughs> uh, as of right now, uh, we are, let's see, Timmy is 8 and 11. Kyle's 10 and 9. I am 12 and 7. Okay. Logan is absolutely crushing us. These are, don't, don't worry about that. It's all fucked up. Um, okay. It'll get adjusted when I put in the winners. Um, so for this week, we are picking, and I will say dates as well, So we because especially in hockey, they're playing back-to-backs. Okay, so, so I was gonna ask yes. you if we want to do like like a like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I put the date for each game. Okay. that that I that I selected. All right. So first game we have is on the 19th. We have the Jazz and the Clippers. Oh god, that's a really good game. Man. I have the Jazz. I'm going Jazz. They're looking so dominant. All my, right. my biggest reason for picking the Jazz is I don't know if the Clippers end up sitting Kawhi or Paul George or somebody in that game. They're just inclined to sit people in random games. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm already in the cellar, so I'm going to go with the Clippers. Okay. All right. Next game. Uh, it was tough for me with AD's injury uh, to find a Lakers game that I think is going to be still competitive. Uh, they do play the Nets this week, and I was very much looking to pick that game, but I don't know with AD's injury if the Nets play everyone. I really don't seem to have a chance. So I picked the Heat and Lakers. I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all still going to pick the Lakers, but... Don't do this. You did this last time. Pick who you want to pick. All the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> all right. all the They're supposedly Lakers. your favorite team. And that, that game is on the 20th. Where were you born? Oh, that's right. Not I Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't ever think about my favorite team getting picked. Um, you know what, dude? That's fair. So, uh, uh, that game's <laughs> I want to win, bro. I want to win. That game on the 20th. Next game, also on the 20th, is going to be the Warriors and the Hornets, which should be a fun game to watch regardless. Dude, I'm taking play. the Hornets. I'm cool. taking the Hornets. I'm going to take Warriors. I also took the Warriors. Uh, but it should but be I a don't fun, hate that pick. It should yeah, be I a fun game, and I can see it absolutely going either way. Next game on the 21st, hard for me to find a decent Celtics game this week, uh, Celtics-Pelicans. I was like Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's bottom of the barrel. I think it maybe it'll be an exciting game to watch regardless. Uh, maybe Zion makes player two. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the 22nd is going to be the Grizzlies and the Mavericks, which I think will be the best game out of these uh, maybe the Jazz Clippers, but uh Grizzlies Mavericks, I have the Mavericks. That's going to be a, should be yeah. a pretty good game. I'll go Mavericks. Yeah, I'll go Mavericks as well. They'll start turning around at some point. I hope. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, Luke is putting together some ridiculous performances in losses, so it sucks for him. Yeah, yeah, he's putting together three games. Uh, All right, so now we're into NHL on the 17th. So tomorrow we have the Panthers and the Hurricanes. I have the Panthers. Oh, God. Um, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I need to go to this one. Give me... And Hurricanes are at home, right? Yes, Hurricanes are at home. I'll take Hurricanes. I'll take Hurricanes as well. 
So I am by myself on that one. And then we have on the 18th, the Wild and the Ducks. Ducks. Ducks are playing pretty good hockey right they, now. They have been playing really nice as of late. Uh, I will take the Wild, though. Okay. Next game. Our boys starting to put it together. They are. Islanders Penguins. They on are. The we'll have a big... We'll have a big hockey discussion next week. Please put that into our fucking yes. notes. We'll have a big one. Uh, Islanders versus Penguins. That's tonight, right? No, no, no. So this game is going to be on the 18th. Oh, I'm still taking the Islanders all fucking day, dude. Yeah, I'll take yeah. the Islanders. We got we to ride with our boys. Fucking here. A, dude. They're sitting in third in the East now, baby. <laughs> uh, stick in the East. Flyers-Bruins on the 21st. Ooh, what a good game. I'm sticking with my boys. I gotta ride with my boys. I'll, I'll ride with your Bruins, bro. No, dude, Bruins have been impressing me. So I'm going Bruins. Alright, and then last game is gonna be on the twenty second, the Flames and the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I'm going Maple, Maple Leafs. Leafs. Yeah, we're all gonna yeah. take that. Speaking of Maple Leafs, man. That loss to the Ottawa Senators. Dude, like, we're, we only lose to the Senators. We only lose to the Senators, dude. We've lost two straight, and, dude, we play the Senators tonight, or tomorrow <sighs> night, and dude, we only lose to the Senators. 5-1 lead, and then lost 6-5. Dude. Oh, my dude, we God. only lose to the Senators, man. We only lose to the Senators. Oh. We only ever lose that to was, the Senators. That was the biggest, uh, I think, point differential in, like, Ottawa Senators, like, history. <laughs> Fucking cool, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, okay, dude, your team's a part of history. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're still sitting first in the north. It's all good. It's all good. That's true. That's true. Okay, awesome. Fight Club picks done. Um, segments, and then now we're going to segments. So statistically significant. Some I, people's favorite. I got a big ass one. You got a big ass one. Okay, I really don't. Do you have a good one? Uh, I have a decent one. Okay, so I will go first. Larry Fitzgerald. You know the name. Love yes. the guy. I love the guy. Love Larry Fitz. Um, he has more tackles in his career than drops. Yeah. yeah. What's the number on it? Do you remember? Uh, so, Larry Fitzgerald has 29 drops in his career, and he has 40 tackles. Man, his quarterbacks. His <laughs> quarterbacks, man. He has. He, he's probably gone been, to a Super Bowl. And he probably played some special teams early, early on in his career, maybe. Still, but only having but, 29 drops in Oh, his yeah, career. 29 drops in, in 29 his, like, 35-year career. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that dude's been playing forever. Yeah. Fucking and, him and Bartolo Colon, dude. <laughs> Fuck. An absolute stud. That is my statistic. Uh, I love that one. Whatever. Statistically significant, Larry Fitzgerald, you are the man. We love you. Okay. Mine, not uh, the most amazing, but I, I want you guys to take a guess at this. So, Zach Levine, five days ago, put up 46 okay. for the Bulls. He scored 45 points for the fourth time as a Chicago Bull. Any guesses for, it's obviously Michael Jordan, most 45-point games in Bulls history? Other than Michael Jordan? No, no, no. But by Michael Jordan, because Zach Levine moved into second place for most 45-point games with four. I'll say Robert Ori. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We're going with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's one. Oh. Zach Levine moved how into many two. How many Michael? How many 45-point games did Michael Jordan have how for many, the Chicago Bulls? How many does Zach Levine Four. Have? Um, Michael Jordan has 18. Okay. I'm going to go... 18's light. I'm going I'm, okay. to go 34. I'm okay. going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer to 53. Okay. Uh, the answer is 73. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no one's going to catch Michael Jordan. He's got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, he could finish this season 45 points per game. 
and he still would not pass Michael Jordan oh for most 45-point games in a career as See, Chicago. You went, like, 18, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, like, 40-something. I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll go low. Yeah, no, it is Damn. not no, a I said, I said I was like, no, it's way too low. Yeah. That was supposed to be a Zach Levine statistic, and then they put in Michael Jordan's number, and everyone was like, how many times? <laughs> 45? <Jesus laughs> All right. Christ. Cal, give us your big one. All right. This one's a little lengthy, but... The UFC recently, I was talking to Logan about it, made me bring it up. I'm going to give you some stats about Ronda Rousey. Ah. Okay? I got seven little mm. stats for her. In her 14 mixed martial arts fights, 11 pro, 3 amateur, Ronda Rousey's opponents has made it out of the first round once. And that was when Holly Holm knocked her out in the second round. Yeah. Only time Ronda Rousey has ever experienced a second round. Two, Ronda Rousey's average fight time in her 11 pro fights is 2 minutes and 16 seconds. If you remove the two fights with Misha Tate, it drops down to 56 seconds of fight. Fucking nine fights, 56 seconds average. Three, Ronda Rousey finished Alexis Davis in the UFC 175 in 16 seconds. One second off the record for a UFC title fight. Number four, Ronda Rousey finishes Kat Zagano at UFC 184 in 14 seconds. One second faster than the UFC title one. Number five, in her eight bouts for the UFC and Strike Force, Ronda Rousey has been taken down twice, both times by Misha Tate. That's it. Six, Ronda Rousey has a Rousey Roundy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rousey Randy. Ronda Rousey, when fighting Kat Zagano, attempted zero strikes. And then beat her by armbar in 14 seconds. Yeah, I was going to ask you with those two fights, 14, 16, because they were, uh, were they both by armbar? Both by armbar. Yeah, so if her, the you other, like grab the arm and drug the her other records for fastest fights are all knockouts. Yep. And then it's just her putting someone in an armbar that fast. Yep. It's a shame she lost twice in a row and quit UFC. Yep. Hey, she's a pretty successful WWE. I, say, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I think she should No, the, the fight against Holly Holm. Like, like, it broke like, her. Yeah, broke her. Like, emotionally, physically, everything just broke her. Um, and, I mean, hey, that's her fault, dude. She tried to do a stand-up. Yeah. She didn't try to stick to her game. She wanted to prove that she could stand up. And Which she didn't need she to do because she was already viewed as, like, the best women's fighter. Yeah. Normally, you do that if it's, like, you have something to prove. She didn't have anything dude, to prove. There, there's nothing more to prove than when your opponent knows you're going to try and do armbar, and, and you, you still, still lose in 16 seconds yeah. by armbar. Like, that's... <laughs> Your whole strategy going into that fight is don't let her touch my arm. And in 14 seconds, you tap out because she grabbed your arm. Like, that's crazy. So, number seven, Ronda has had her last four fights before the two losses, right? So, she had a little uh, four-fight run that totaled two minutes and ten seconds. Jesus. Two minutes and ten seconds between four fights. About 30 seconds of fight. (laughs) Yeah, it was like 53, 101, and like 14 and 16. Just beat the shit out of all of them by armbar. And, uh, yeah, that's my statistically significant. Awesome. Let's go into ro- or Boomer Bust or Roast. Which one? Let's go Boomer Bust first. Okay. Um, I have two. I have my not, boom. But they're not great. I don't have a boom. Okay. I've got two busts. So. Okay. All right. I have a boom that goes right into a bust. So why don't you do your two first? Okay, so my first one is the brawn. Because of his performances over the last, like, week. A couple of fucking... A couple of ridiculous finishes in overtime just willing the team to victory three pointers yeah just... that that I watched the game against the Grizzlies where they went down 22 to 2 to start the game 
And then, obviously, it's not just LeBron, right? It's obviously not just LeBron. But he's the leader of that team, and the performances he put together are ridiculous. My other one is going to be Oregon's quarterback room, because Tyler Shuck is transferring. So our quarterback room looking a lot nicer now. There we go. I did not see anything about that. So who is going to be... So uh, Anthony Brown, the kid that transferred from Boston College. Okay. He is returning because it didn't count against eligibility. So he's he's coming back. And then it'll be a kid named uh, Jay Butterfield. Oh, <laughs> God, dude. I hope Jay Butterfield is literally the best college quarterback in history. <laughs> who Jay Butterfield. Who will be a redshirt freshman. And then Ty Thompson, who is our four-star, five-star, depending on where you look, uh, rookie or freshman coming in. So those would be the three. Oh God! Is he really going to get redshirted? Ty Thompson? No, Jay Butterfield. Butterfield. He already did last year. Oh, perfect, dude! Jay Butterfield. Jay Butterfield. Let's go. Okay. Hey, very nice. Very nice. Where's he transferring to? He hasn't announced yet. Probably. Probably somewhere shitty. I'd announce. I'd I'd, uh, uh, guess Arizona or Arizona State. He's from Arizona. Oh my God! Cool, dude. Chuck can literally do nothing. Yeah, he won't help whoever he goes to. So. He can be a uh, car salesman for yeah. all I care. I don't yeah. Know. All right. Uh, my boom is Julian Marquez. Yeah. Um. Again, like I said, he was definitely losing twenty to eighteen. I think it would have been a loss of twenty or thirty to twenty-seven, but he kept fighting and pulled out a beautiful anaconda with forty-three seconds left and made a Patolo tap. Uh, that's my boom. We'll slip into bust. My bust is Julian Marquez. Sorry, like um, for his post-fight speech. Uh, dude said he's been waiting 31 months to get interviewed and be able to give a shout-out. And with that shout-out, he asked Miley Cyrus to be his valentine. Uh, 31 months to ask out Miley Cyrus. Uh, to me, that's a bust. Julian, y- y- you could have done a lot more with a shout-out. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Two and a half years to stew on it. You might as well come up with something a lot better. <laughs> yeah, than Miley Cyrus. But hey. Teach their own. Yep. Teach their own. You're my bust. All right. mm, yeah. Timmy, go for your bust. All right, I got two. I have two as well. I have okay. two as well. Okay, so I'll go off my two. You'll two do your more? two. No, one more. Okay, you'll one you'll more. do your last one after that, okay? First bust. Uh, the Caldros ladies, women's soccer team, somewhere in England, uh, lost 40-0. to zero. They gave their best effort. Nope, nope. That's Hold a bust. On. Hold on. <laughs> They lost forty to zero. They allowed soccer. Another, they tried soccer. They allowed another team to score forty. No, no, Logan. No, no. There's no way they tried. There's no way they did anything. They, if they if I was coach. a coach of a soccer team and my team was losing twenty five to zero, I'd be like, okay, all eleven stand in front of the goal, <laughs> and let's just get through this. Let's just get through this ninety minutes and get the fuck out of here. Okay? I know. I know. This is how it works, but I would have just threw in a white towel. I, I would right. I would just call it. We're just gonna walk home. Yeah. They lost yeah. forty to zero. You, I don't know the Cold Rose Ladies Women's Soccer Team. You're absolutely terrible. Um, okay, my my next bust is I don't really have a reason for it, but I just wrote it down just because I hate him. Um, okay. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> he's always hurt. Yeah. You know, off some bullshit. You he's, know, he's a shooting guard. Whatever. I don't give a shit, Logan. He's always hurt, and he's probably just being a baby and faking it. He's probably just sick and tired of now that KD and um, James, Harden. James Harden's there. Now that he's he, he probably just feels like he's like a third fiddle over there. So he's like, eh, I'm just like I'm hurt. Um, eh, eh, I don't really want to play until the playoffs. Sure. So fuck you, Kyrie Irving. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, your injuries could be fucking real. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. But I just I think that you are a baby back bitch, and you are my second least favorite player. Nope, third. You are my third. 
So, I mean, at least you're not first. I mean, my third favorite player, or least favorite player in the NBA, behind James Harden and then Draymond Green. And then it goes Kyrie Irving. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, my, my first bust is going to be uh, Lorraine Gross. Um, so, she is the daughter of the silversmith who crafted the first Lombardi trophy. Oh, oh. Yes. Lorraine, there we go. She called. I'm assuming we all saw it. A phenomenal uh, Super Bowl celebration by the Bucks. Yeah, she wants Tom Brady to apologize for tossing the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another. Fuck you! That so was a perfect pass. Uh, the last time <laughs> the Patriots won a Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski used the Lombardi Trophy as a baseball bat. Yeah. and dented the whole trophy. <laughs> but when Tom Brady throws a trophy from one boat to another boat and it gets caught safely and there's no damage to the trophy, even that's an did, issue. Even if it did, Brady has enough money to hire a diving squad to yeah. get that. <laughs> and also, doesn't like everyone get a fucking Lombardi Trophy? <laughs> Yeah, and also, <laughs> fuck like a you, thing. Lorraine. Yeah, yeah Lorraine, yeah, dude, fuck you. you. Yeah, so, so celebrating. So that's my first one. My second Which, one. Okay, real quick. I mean, I'm not mad at him, but that was wild. Watching yeah. that video for the first time of him and his daughter going, Daddy, no! <laughs> as, she, as he chucks the Lombardi, but obviously, Gronk catches yeah. it like a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my second one is going to be the NFL. So they are releasing, as of right now, their top 100 plays from the season. I didn't make it past play 100, which was Patrick Mahomes uh, diving incompletion. I get it. It's a ridiculous throw. It's very impressive. It's an incomplete pass that is not a top 100 play in the NFL. Oh, I would have put it higher. No, okay, it's, not, so... it's, not, it's an incomplete pass. I get it. It's very impressive. Josh Allen threw a football from his fucking heels 40 yards out the back of the end zone. That's also very impressive. But as a play, it didn't do anything for the game. All right, so let's I talk about see, this for I guess a second. I can see that, um, but it's still it's 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 still I a play. A play it's is something that is ran. The one hundredth is a play that is ran, right? That's fair. The one right? hundredth best play of the whole season. That pass is a lot higher for me. I don't. I can't bring myself to put an incomplete. Hey, pass. Put that in the seventies, hey, at least. At least that was the <laughs> best. That was one of the best throws I've ever seen in my entire life. The dude, he was horizontal. It was he, he was literally flying through the air and then chucked it and while he was it. in air. And it should have been a touchdown. And Josh Allen, you said, chucked it from his heel, but it went way out of bounds. So if he caught it for a touchdown, was, that probably would have been dark. the number one play of the entire it season. It probably would have. So uh, for you not even to include in the top 100, I'm busting you up, dude. That's fair. I get it. I still can't bring myself. It's an incomplete pass. I can't, I can't bring myself to do that. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right. It'd be like a lateral play that gets to the one yard line and then they fumble it. And it's like, well, they almost had it. So you got to throw it in there. <laughs> It'd be in the top 100, you know? I don't, I don't if, think if so. There's no time on the clock and they just do the whole lateral thing. And, and they get all the way to the one yard line and fumble it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? I'd throw it in the top 100, you know? All right. It's going to be my bust. All right. I'm out. Fair enough. All right, Kyle, what's your bust? Uh, Nate Lashley. Uh, golfer at the uh, AT&T yep. contention. Oh, yeah, like four-putted. Uh, four-putt the 16th <laughs> hole to fall out of AT&T contention. He was contention. tied for the lead going into that hole and four-putted. And... Co-leader. Um, he pitched a 13-footer, or pitched to give himself a 13-foot putt. Um, overhit it about four feet, and then fucking rim-jobbed it out, hit the lip, and then missed the fucking double bogey, and then sang it for a triple bogey to get out of 
the fucking uh, AT&T contention. And then, while he's walking off, slams his putter into the green, causing a huge gash in the green. I do that. No, not, you don't. You don't do it in the green. I don't do it in the green. You don't do it in the green. That's the big thing. You don't do it in but the green. But you're a pro, dude. You Just don't chuck slam. Your club at that point. No, no, yeah, no. You there's don't plenty. slam your no. club into the green. Yeah, not in the green. I, I see pros slam their club into the, into surfaces all the time, but just don't do it in the green. It's That's the, the most green. delicate surface. It is one hundred percent. Okay, awesome. Let's go into roast of the week. You have two. Okay, uh, I got one. All right, I'll just go off my one, my one first. Uh, mine is actually the PGA of America. So they are now going to allow range finders for their three tournaments. So PGA Tour is very different from the PGA of America, for those of you who don't understand. PGA of America is literally just the PGA Championship, uh, the Women's PGA Championship, and the Senior PGA Championship. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it, but those are the three big tournaments. And then now they are allowing rangefinders into those tournaments. Um, I think this is a huge no-no for pros and pros also agree that this is a huge no-no so the pg of america thinks that this is going to slow play or speed up play because play is slow um so they think that it's going to speed up play by being able to like oh you know the flag's 150 away pros have already stated like no and when we get our yardages we we want to the front of the green to the back of the green to the middle of the green to this to this lump in the green to this lump in the green they are so technical with it and that's what the caddy's job is for they go out there a, a week before the tournament and do all of this research on the course and get all of this information and even caddies are like no this this literally just makes it so that caddies can essentially just try to like catch up to better caddies like there are amazing caddies out there and you're just giving way to shitty caddies being able you know just range find the flag like hey it's like it's, you know, the flag's 150, the front's probably 145, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to speed it up. If anything, it's going to slow it down by having your caddy sitting there trying to get a the most precise yardage that you can actually get. Um, so the PGA Championship, I'm not super excited to watch this year just probably because it's going to be very slow and very painstaking. And also, I don't, if you watch golf, you're not watching it for it to be fast. Well, no, but yeah. I don't. I like like for them to say like it's gonna speed up the game. It's like I don't really know of many golf yeah, fans that are like, oh, the kid's too slow to watch. Like you're watching golf, right? It's a nice, relaxing. No, and the whole thing is, it, it's such a strategy. It's your yeah. caddies going out there getting yardages, and like one of the best things is when you're sitting there watching the final round and you see, you know, Justin Thomas on 17, and he's talking with his caddy, and his caddy's got his yardage book open. Justin Thomas has got his yardage book open. And they're going over it together. Like, what's it to the front? I got 146. Okay, what about to this, to the back? I got 155. Okay, the the flag's sitting maybe four yards on. Okay, I'm going to low flight a nine iron in there about 152. I'm going to try to spin it back. That's one of the best things. It's not going to, you know, not this. I got 160. Yeah. Okay, what, what is that? I don't know. A fucking a light nine? Okay. Yeah. Like, that's, you know. It takes no. a strategy out of it. A exactly. Bit. Yeah. It, it, and it takes out the gratitude of the caddy. Yeah. Right. You know, because, like you said. I can have any caddy grab the bag for me and just yeah. use the range fund. I don't even fucking need a caddy now. Yeah. Right? No. No, no. So, yeah. No, I, I hate it. Uh, PGA of America, you're on notice. Okay. Your bust. My first one's going to be Denny Advia, uh, who plays for the Wizards. He's their first round draft pick. 
who at the end of their game last night, uh, there was about three seconds left. And I've seen it before. You know, at the end of a game, shot clock a little shorter than the game clock, right? And so whoever gets the ball gets a turnover. And you don't want to be that guy. Lamelo did it earlier this year. It was about two seconds left, and he just pitched it to someone and ran away. Smart move. I appreciate that. There was no difference in the shot clock and the game clock in last night's Wizards game. There was three seconds left in the game. He got across half court. Rui Hachimura had the basketball, dribbling it out. Denny Advi on the other side of the court goes, hey, ball. Give me ball. Starts clapping for it. Rui Hachimura passes it to him. He turns around and walks away. Ball goes out of bounds. No one needed to take a turnover. What are you doing calling for the basketball to turn around and walk away? Everyone on his team went, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, so, bless, uh, roast Denny Advia for being a fucking <laughs> yeah. moron uh, and not knowing how basketball works, despite being in the NBA. My next roast is going to be my upstairs neighbors. One of them is 50, <laughs> the other one weighs 500 pounds. And I fucking hear them walk and just bang shit for hours on end every fucking day. Doesn't matter time of day, doesn't matter night, they play music all night. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. He, dude has a fucking band up there, I guess. I don't know. Living out his fucking midlife crisis. Uh, it's just everything. They sit in their fucking, God damn it, man. They fucking sit, their bed faces out the window. The fat ass just sits on the fucking bed with the fucking dog next to her. And they just stare out the fucking window and watch just people walking by. Do you ever just flip her off when you're, when you're riding your imaginary bike? No, but, but <laughs> I swear to God, Brittany and I just talk shit about them all the time. We hope they fucking hear us. And if you're not listening to the podcast, bad. Cause I hope you're listening so you can hear this. You fucking suck. I wish I knew your names. I'd roast you publicly with your names. And Kyle, Kyle, I, you're up. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, my first one is a guy from the UK. Um, Logan James. My name. Um, is your middle name James? Oh, uh, no. Oh, so it's not your name. Uh, Logan James is back behind bars. After telling the police, catch me if you can. So <laughs> someone posted a mugshot of him on Facebook. The police station posted a mugshot of him on uh, Facebook and said, hey, this is what's going on. This is what he did. If anybody has any news, let me know. He said, quote unquote, haha, catch me if you can. Won't see me slipping. Uh, they caught him 15 minutes later. <laughs> um, after that post, um, yeah, it took a short 15 minutes later. To figure out where he was, and uh, caught him. So that yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my first roast. Smart guy. <laughs> uh, second one is Australia. The whole continent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the whole continent, dude. Um, so there was an Australian freeway that had a. I'll make sure I get this right. A five car pileup because a koala started crossing the six lanes, and so the people didn't want to hit the koala, so yep. they swerved created a five-car pileup. Um, they could. They took a... Uh, after they rescued him, they got him in the car, and they took a picture of him. So I, I will not <laughs> lie to you guys. I did think that he was driving at first. Because that <laughs> was a picture that, I thought that they were saying that he was trying to cross six lanes while driving. <laughs> um, that's why I did some more depth into this, uh, this uh, article that I'm reading. Um, but once they got him, they said he's calm, but he was very active once they picked him up because he was so scared. Um, but dude, put up some fences. You guys got those types of fucking wild well, animals, blind, dude. Yeah, they live in trees, Kyle. Okay, first off, koalas are hell slow, right? Not as slow as sloths, but koalas are pretty slow, right? So if there's a fence. I'm pretty sure it would at least slow them down to where the koala goes. This is not worth 
climbing, right? Koalas only feed off of eucalyptus trees. They like to go to eucalyptus trees. I don't think they'd see a chain link fence and go, oh, I want to climb. <laughs> I want to climb, climb that. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm just saying, USA, I mean, I know we got deers and shit that'll run out into our roads. Australia has a bit more of an active wildlife than we do. I think they should put up some barriers around their freeways. Right, yeah, Australia, you're on notice. All right, right on. Any picks? Yeah, or bets, sorry. Oh, uh, I don't have any bets, but oh, you got some yeah, bets. I got three bets and an outlandish. Oh, there you yeah, go. Same. Okay. Oh, fucking A. Do you want to trade? Yeah, sure. Well, I got two locks, so you go first. Okay. My first lock is going to be tomorrow, Champions League, Juventus minus a half a point against Porto. Uh, Ronaldo in the Champions League, I'm not going to bet against him. First leg, I think Juventus does their best to come out to an, a lead so they can maybe take a slight break in the second leg and not have to try their ex- absolute hardest. Okay. That's fair. I like that. Um, I'm taking Ricky Fowler to beat Maverick McNeely minus one twenty. I think Fowler would do that, like you were saying. Is it in the in the full in the general, tournament? In the I think it's just for the first day of it. I didn't even know Ricky Fowler's playing the Genesis. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that he pick because I, I love Ricky Fowler. Uh, however, just Ricky Fowler's absolutely gar- just dog water right now. He's absolutely dog water or dog water. Well, just, dude, it makes me upset. You know to my I saw core. Ricky Fowler and I went, "That's Tim's favorite," so I did it. And so I appreciate that, dude. You know, give me shit about the Rams, but guess what, dude? I support you. I'm, I'll go put money on that right now. Ricky Fowler, put a Lincoln on. I'm putting a Lincoln on it at least. All right, Ricky my Fowler, my second that. lock is going to be. I am all in, boys. We're back in. Duke minus five versus Wake Forest tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they just got to win one game, and I'm all in. <laughs> Jalen Johnson opted out. And I think we play better without him anyways. So we're just not going to lose again. Hey, there we go. Fair enough. Um, Chris Daukis versus Alexi Olenek. Olenek? Uh, UFC. I'm taking Chris Dau- uh, Daukis, minus 165. He's younger. It's, I feel like it's his time. It's not going to be an easy fight. Um, Alexi is very experienced. He has like 38 fucking professional fights whereas Chris only has like fucking 15 so you know I think it'll be tough but I think Chris is just the young buck I think he'll have his way with him I like it right on my last one is going to be uh, the Blazers plus three against the Pelicans also tomorrow okay Uh, the Pelicans have not been playing good basketball the Blazers have I don't see the Pelicans having an answer for Dane Okay. So plus three is generous. Okay. I'm over to my outlandish. Okay. It's not like a mega outlandish, but the payment is uh, plus 240. Mm-hmm. I feel okay. like that was valid. Yeah. But Serena Williams was Australian Open. It, Kyle. Is that yours? Yes. Oh. Hey, yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, dude, go. I got her at plus 260, but still. Okay, hey, there we so. go. Yes, yeah, so we're both taking Serena Williams to win the Aussie Open. She's already in the top four, so I feel like her chances are high, and she's right. looking good. Her defense is nice. Uh, I'll pick a man to win the Aussie Open. Uh, Stefano Sitsipis. <laughs> uh, it's plus a thousand. Did you say Stefano sits to piss? It's uh, sits see piss, I believe it's pronounced. But I, if it, you call him anything other than sits to piss, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're fucking roast of the week. Right on, right on. Okay, got a couple outlandish. Um, I, I will look into the Serena, um, maybe into the sits to piss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, that is episode 12 wrapped up. Uh, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. Always, uh, we love you guys. We love the support you guys have been giving us. We've been getting a lot of support lately as far as sponsorships. 
So if you guys are interested in sponsoring us, uh, just visit totallytalkingsports.anchor.fm.com or whatever it is. It's on our Spotify. So check us out. Give us a sponsorship. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, some great things to come. With these new sponsorships, we'll be able to do some a lot more stuff and give back to our listeners. So we appreciate you guys and hope you guys tune in next week. Yeah, thank you guys again for all the support as always. Sorry about last week. Again, wish I could have finished. Uh, but definitely look forward to more interactive stuff from us on Instagram and just in general. Uh, try to get you guys a little bit more involved. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for us and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, um, guys, thanks for the support, man. Again, we got a few new, uh, few new subscribers. Shout out to Brittany. Shout out to Miss Tara. Shout out to Amanda. Shout out to Sandra. Um, and then shout out to uh, Danny DeVito. Um, we still don't have a name on the Mysterious One, so I'm just going to assume it is Danny DeVito himself that is subscribing to us. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for loving the support. We're going to keep at it. See you guys next week. There's some whores in the house There's some whores in the house I said certified freak